Hello, I'm Sarah Simi and this is Pull Out. Uh, this um, episode is features OK and High magazine. Uh, this one is September the 11th, 1976 and it's 10p. Um, Headlines on the front cover. Um, I'm very excited because I've got a double face pack. <laughs> I've got a Boots number 17 double face pack inside. And can I just say I was so excited when I bought the magazine that it really does have the face pack still in here. I can't wait to get to it. Um, also is David Essex. Um, he's looking tasty in gorgeous colour. Um, and help. I think I'm pregnant. And help, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I don't know if those two things are connected. Um, and also there's a new Look Great the OK Way, start collecting our top-to-toe course. So, digging straight in, <laughs> this really made me laugh. This is the inside cover. It's for Harmony, Harmony Conditioning Hair Colour. Um, it's a fantastic 70s ad. Um, but it's the, it's the headline made me laugh so much. Monday, my looks need a lift. Tuesday, inspiration, Harmony hair colour. Wednesday, got a lift from Harmony and one from Jeff. <laughs> pleased you got one from Jeff. What a fab picture that is. There's Jeff lurking in the background. Out of focus. We can't see what Jeff looks like. Um... Anyway, right, let's crack on with Hotline. Hotline is the biggest, hottest, most up-to-the-minute news and gossip around, spelled out in the tube writing that we love so much. Um, this is about Freddie Mercury. <laughs> now, I'm going to say right at the beginning, I don't think this is true. <laughs> it's all about Freddie. There's a nice picture of Freddie Mercury there. Lovely old Freddie Mercury. So this is Freddie's big bum. <laughs> Freddie Mercury's not worrying too much about his figure these days, that's for sure. We caught Fred in a cake shop down London's Kensington High Street the other day, and he was busy ordering all the gooeyest, soggiest eclairs and cream buns he could find. Naughty. <laughs> now... I'm going to put it out there. I don't think that Freddie Mercury ate many cream buns. Do you? No, I think that's made up. <laughs> um, the other thing is I picked this out um, because, oh, it reminded me. Um, love is. There were so many Love is cartoons, which is a weird, in retrospect, quite odd, um, little naked couple. <laughs> that were on lots of graphics and stuff in the 70s. And, they, yeah, they were like, like, like a weird little naked boy and girl, which I realised is really quite creepy. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a little bit here which is called Love Lines. If you really have to work to get your guy to admit that he loves you, why not guide him around the perfume counters of your local department store? He might just take the hint when his eyes spy the latest range of Love Is products. There's a spray mist, talc, hand and body lotion, bath oil and soaps to choose from. And prices start at 75p. They're in stock now at all leading stores and chemists. Let's hope he gets the message. So that's the gift that they're suggesting that you... <laughs> 
that your boyfriend picks up with the weird naked children. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it wasn't creepy in the 70s. I think it just looks a bit creepy now in retrospect. Anyway, um, also in here is a bust of British. <laughs> uh, this is about Princess Anne. One of the perks of competing in the Olympics was the number of clothes competitors were offered for free. And like everyone else, Princess Anne had her fair share and accepted a Mac sweater, safari suit. Oh, God, love a safari suit. And even two pairs of pants. <laughs> However, when she was asked for her bust measurement, Anne was the only British competitor to maintain a silent front. And so missed the opportunity of, of owning two low-slung bras. I'm not surprised. Who would want low-slung bras? It says, how's that for royal modesty? <laughs> Who knew Princess Anne got pants from the Olympics? She probably still wears them. So we're on to the letter page, which is letters, swaps, that kind of thing. Um, there's a section called You Said It, which confuses me because all of the letters are generally quite angry. <laughs> and it's about... Uh, basically, they're responding to letters that have been in previous magazines, which obviously we don't have. So we don't have the previous letter. Uh, but it's but they seem to rile people right up. Um, so, so you said it. This is from um, Margie, <laughs> uh, who's very angry. Dogs are okay. I would like to reply to Miss Smalley, <laughs> who seemed to think it was okay to force beagle dogs to smoke cigarettes, and that we shouldn't keep animals as pets. I think those are two quite different things. Okay. I'd like to ask her how she would feel if some monsters from outer space, many of whom were addicted to smoking a weed, which they were certain was poisonous, forced her to breathe its horrible fumes so that they could study the effect it had on her and experiment with ways of stopping the same thing happening to them. And if, when she complained... <laughs> They said in self-defence, oh, you're only a humoid. Humans are sadists, murderers and thugs. This is a laboured euphemism, isn't it? Keep up. I rather think she might reply, but there are good, kind, peaceful humans in the world. You can't just tar us all with the same brush. God, just when you thought it was ending, it hasn't. But maybe the monsters would only say our people are more intelligent and valuable than your people. Proceed with the experiment. I think Margie may have dropped some acid when she went. I, this is a very odd letter. And just in case it has escaped Miss Smalley's notice, dogs can be useful animals in our society. There are guide dogs for the blind. Dogs have been known to rescue children from drowning. And a great many dogs are the sole companion of lonely old people. Often people whose own children and relatives have heartlessly rejected them. I'm not sure that's relevant. That's one of the most confusing letters I've ever read. Um, 
this one is called Putting the Boot In. <laughs> and she's angry. This is Marion Lane from Suffolk. Marion is angry about a previous article <laughs> in a previous magazine. Putting the Boot In. Your article, How to Get Rid of a Holiday Gunio, really made my blood boil. You said <laughs> to give him you said to give him an example of how your favourite football team, Manchester United, play with a kick in the shins when you feel he's offside. I should like to point out that United do not kick their opponents in the shin. In fact, you might be interested to know that they won the Fair Play League last season. I think Marion's getting angry about something she needn't have, really. Uh, this one, this one, thankfully, she's not angry. This is Kay Regan from Ilford. OK, fashion flasher. Has anyone ever wondered how turned up jeans, waistcoats and collarless shirts were made so popular? The answer is by David Essex. He was the first person I saw wearing them at his concerts in Hammersmith last year. And from then on, everyone followed suit. I don't think that's really worthy of a letter, to be honest, to point out that <laughs> David Essex likes a collarless shirt. So, uh, this one's so sweet. This is you asked for it. This has got something you want to know, then ask us. <laughs> Ever since I bought the Frampton Comes Alive LP, I've gone absolutely crazy over Peter Frampton. Please, could you give me the address of his fan club as I'd love to meet him? Oh, that's Esca. I don't think you're going to get to meet him, Isabel of York's. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get to meet Peter Frampton. <laughs> they answer, well, Isabel, we can't promise that you'll meet Peter. No, exactly. As you probably know, he's been living in the States for some time now. So you're not going to bump into him in York's, I'm afraid. But you can write to him, care of Annie Hivel, 137 East 19th Street, New York. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure that letter got there. <laughs> Still. Uh, there we are. Um, moving on, <laughs> um, just on the help section, which was highlighted on the front cover, help, uh, just some rather odd problems I would have thought put together is is the help I think I'm pregnant help I wish I were dead and help I've been done which is about not getting the money back for a pair of faulty shoes <laughs> not quite sure they should all be on the same page but still um moving on to this is Rick uh, rules okay uh, which we have had before in other magazines there's Rick with his lovely cheeky face and curly hair. Uh, this is about um, sort of celebrity gossip, vaguely. Uh, this one gets my vote as the one that's the most made up. <laughs> this is about the Bee Gees. And it's titled BGT. <laughs> ah. There's one thing that the Bee Gees can't be without, whether they're in Tahiti, Tenerife or Tunbridge Wells. And that's a good cup of tea. Everywhere we go on tour, Barry told me, the first thing we do is to have a cup of tea and we don't chance any foreign brews. <laughs> we take a huge steel truck everywhere with our own teapot, kettle, mugs, 
and thousands of tea bags. It's the first thing we open when we get to a new destination. And to make sure nobody else gets their hands on their lovely brew, <laughs> they put a big sign on the case to keep trespassers out. It says, scientific equipment, fragile. <laughs> oh, never have I read anything that was more made up. <laughs> um, this is, this is about, this escalates quickly. All right, let's live. Just letting you know, this is about Steve Harley, as of Steve Harley and Cockney Rebel. Um, this is called While Steve's Away. <laughs> Yeah, this doesn't go quite the way that I thought when I first read it. Ever picked up a paper and read that your flat has been bombed? <laughs> well, Steve Harley has. It happened to me while I was away on a European tour, Steve told me. I just couldn't believe my eyes. And I was really worried about my collection of Art Nouveau figures from the 1920s. <laughs> been bombed i don't think the first thought would go to my art nouveau figures but all right they're really quite valuable i've been collecting them for ages but then i got a phone call telling me telling me that most of the damage was done on the lower floors of the block as i live quite high up most of my stuff was okay oh well screw everyone else then I've moved on to some fashion. Um, my favourite illustrated fashion that they have. This one is all boots. Absolutely love the illustration. There's cowboy boots. There's a whole cowgirl kind of inspired fashion shoot actually in this magazine, um, which is kind of unusual. Uh, some fab boots anyway. Uh, they're from Dulces. Wow, these are expensive. Dolce's knee-length boots, eighteen ninety-nine. There's some Russell and Bromley shiny boots, nineteen ninety-nine. I mean, these are sort of like almost prices you can, yeah. Um, and co-op calf-length boots. I can't remember the co-op ever doing boots. <laughs> and also Saxone boots, seventeen ninety-nine, and Saxone ankle boots with a collar and tie. Oh, those are lovely. Blue. Oh. Blue collar and tie boots. Very nice. Uh, also on this page is the face pack. Yay! I got the face pack. A 50-year-old face pack. <laughs> I'm not going to try it. It feels quite crispy. <laughs> uh, it's an orange blossom for normal and dry skin. And yeah, I'm I'm not gonna try it. I am gonna open it though. Oh my word, there's two. Oh, it's fab. I've got two. I've got one for oily skin and one for dry skin. <laughs> there it's do you know it's still almost moist. <laughs> I can't believe it stayed like that for 50 years. How fab. Um it says there's some advice of how to use it in the magazine. Um, so if you've got an oily, um, oily or problem skin, then I should use the herbal one because it's fresh and tangy with a mild astringent. Um, and if I've got normal to dry skin, then I should use the orange blossom face pack. It's delicately perfumed and will gently draw out all that deep down dirt. <laughs> 
So that's fab. There's a picture of a lady that's obviously used the face back there. <laughs> She's got a weird sort of stuck on head, actually. I think they've stuck her head onto the body. That's, that's what happens when you use the face back. Who knows? This is a quiz. This is Are You Ready for Love? Um, do you think that you're ready for love? That this time you and he are going to last forever? Yes. Then this time is perhaps the most difficult you and your guy are going to live through. So there's some questions too. <laughs> I've picked out some corkers. This hasn't been filled in, unfortunately. Number two. <clears throat> do you expect the outcome of a steady relationship to be A, marriage, <laughs> B, a lifelong friend, <laughs> C, a slow drifting apart. Or D, a bitter and awkward enmity. <laughs> oh, doesn't everyone hope for that in their relationship? I do always long for a slow drifting apart. <laughs> uh, number three. If he was to get jealous about you flirting at a party, would you feel A, pleased that he cares, B, irritated, it's so petty, C, secure that he loves you, or D, trapped. <laughs> That's nice. Um, moving on to seven. If he didn't get on, um, sorry, if you didn't get on with his mother, would it A, spoil the relationship, B, add a bit of spice, C, worry you, worry you, you'd try harder to get on with her, or D, make no difference, <laughs> you're not going out with her. <laughs> It's like, meh, whatever. D, what are you most likely to argue with him about? A, sex, to do it or not to. B, jealous of other people. C, political opinions. D, how to spend your time together. That's quite a strange combination of answers. Um, also on this page is an ad. It was just the title of it really got me. It's A Promise of Fashion from Peter Craig. <laughs> it's rather, I like the fact that it's only a promise of fashion. <laughs> Not actual fashion. No, it is really. Um, it's a catalogue. It's a new super value 908 page Peter Craig catalogue. Offers you a wide, wide range of beautiful fashion styles, plus everything for your home and family. Those are lovely. You can clip in the, the um, you can clip out the coupon and send in for your catalogue. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so moving on. Uh, one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorites, what I've become to look forward to is Sally's Super Guys. Because that's, yeah, with the lovely 70s writing at the top. And, of course, when Sally just picks out people she fancies. Now, she's really got quite the thing about David Essex. She seems to pick him out <laughs> pick him out quite a lot. And why wouldn't you? Look at this lovely picture of David Essex, the handsome man. Uh, but she's also picked out Dennis Waterman. <laughs> a picture of Dennis Waterman. Um, so Sally, <laughs> Sally talking about Dennis Waterman. I always 
nice hope that one day I'm going to bump into the dishy Dennis Waterman on my way home from work. You see, they film a lot of the Sweeney series on location around Hammersmith. And as I live only a few minutes away, I always keep my eyes open just in case. <laughs> Still, with the series coming back soon and the film on general release, I've been seeing a lot of Dennis anyway. All right, Sally. In the film, Dennis supposedly drives a car backwards at top speed into a van full of killers. <laughs> van full of killers but Dennis admits I wanted to do the stunt myself as I love the excitement but if a stunt is very dangerous they can't run the risk of injury to a star so it wasn't me Ow. that's the end of the interview <laughs> that was quite dull I found the most fantastic Rimmel ad I, I can really remember buying the eyeshadow stick which is 20p um Oh, just the colours. Oh, and the ad. There's just something about the colours I remember so well. It's those, it's the, it's the blues, actually. It's the blues that take me right back. Anyway, Rimmel for your eyes. Beauty-wise, value-wise, you can't buy better than Rimmel. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, various different things. Oh, a cake eyeliner, 20p. And a pressed eyeshadow, uh, uh, 449p. Lovely. On the next page is a feature on how to <laughs> how to help the shape of your face, depending on what you've got. It's the series of look great the okay way. And this is let's face it, which is basically ways to shape your face. It's a contouring kind of a thing. It's OK, so your face isn't a perfect shape. No need to despair. We've got the problem solved right here on this page. All you need is a little blusher and a little female cunning and you can shape your face to perfection. Well, I can't wait. <laughs> uh, what should we do? <laughs> round face. If you've got a round face, you'll need to carefully shape the sides of your face to make your cheeks appear higher and more hollow. To achieve this effect, <laughs> use a darkish blusher and shade from your cheekbones down to your jaw. Then use a shiny, tawny coloured blusher high on the cheekbones, taking the colour right out to your hairline and blending it evenly. With practice, you'll get the shaping down to a fine art. But before you get too critical of your round face, remember, it has its advantages. It's rumoured that your face, <laughs> that if your face is round, you'll get less wrinkles. Lucky you. Why? Why would you get less wrinkles if you have a round face? I'm not sure that entirely makes sense. Um, if, you, if you have an oval face, um, you're sitting pretty because this is the shape most people would like to have. Still, no one's perfect <laughs> and a little extra colour is often needed. Try a touch of shiny, tawny blusher. God, tawny blusher was a big thing, wasn't it? High on your cheekbones for a soft, feminine glow. Um, <laughs> this one. Oh, dear. This, this one just says nose. <laughs> there's, no, there's no picture. Nose. If your nose is on the wide side, slim it down with a darkish blusher down the sides. It's amazing the difference it can make. <laughs> Well, I think that's covered all possibilities of how our face looks. 
I love the illustrations. Each different shape face has got a different flower around it for no apparent reason. I've enjoyed that enormously. Well, we're on to some problems. Hurrah. Uh, this is the first load of problems, which is... Um, these are more of a relationship type of problems. And the first one is, what can I do? This one's creepy. I, this is, I don't know how else to put it. It's creepy. This is Sharon in London. What can I do? Every time I go to my best friend's house, her dad makes remarks about my figure and tries to touch me. What can I do? I'm frightened to go there anymore. Oh, God. Um, I thought that the um, problem itself was bad enough, but can I say that the answer is enormously worrying? This is the answer. He's probably only trying to be friendly, believe it or not. I don't think he is. Some dads try to bridge the generation gap by being rather flirtatious with their daughter's friends. Often this is harmless in intention, but sometimes it can be a bit worrying for the girl concerned, as it is in your case. Oh, my word. Our advice is to avoid any embarrassment for yourself or your friend is not to go there. <laughs> when you're pretty sure that her dad is going to be home. Well, yeah, I guess that's reasonable advice. <laughs> Instead, invite her around to your house and only occasionally go to her house. If her dad is there, be polite, but don't respond to him. There's nothing more off-putting to a man than making, <laughs> than making flirty jokes and comments and finding that they're being totally ignored. Take our word for that. It says in an upbeat way at the end. Yeah, <laughs> that's some odd advice. Uh, this one is we can't face people. My friend and I have heard that a rumour is going around about us being easy. We've heard that we've been described as prostitutes. <laughs> but believe us, all we ever do is sometimes meet a group of boys we know and are friendly with. We just don't know how to face the people in our street anymore because we're sure that they've heard. Oh, this is A and M in Swansea. That doesn't narrow it down. I guess they're being a little private. Uh, what's the answer? Aren't people nasty sometimes? All you have to do is be friendly with a boy. And before you know it, someone started saying that you're easy sleeping around. Whereas, in fact, there's nothing wrong with having lots of friends, whatever sex they are. Until you get involved with a really heavy relationship with someone special, we say, why not? However, because of these stupid people that are around, you do sometimes have to be a bit tactful about your friendships. And sometimes you have to make a bit of an effort to show that you're not flirting. Maybe if you could find something else to do... <laughs> which doesn't involve hanging around with the same group of fellas all the time, the rumours would ease off and the gossip would stop. The only other advice would be to stick it out and see what else they can manufacture out of fresh air. The decision is yours. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure that really addressed anything, <laughs> to be honest. But um, Moving on to the, this kind of a completely separate um, problem page in this one this one is called um okay it's a fact of life so it is it is a bit more <laughs> fact of lifey 
Um, I have also just laughed at my own note to self. <laughs> I've written large bust, big penis drinking, <laughs> which is an interesting post-it note I shall find later on. <laughs> um, cracking on with them. Oh, this is Pat Grant, uh, we're right, who's answering the letters today. We've had before. So, um, <laughs> large bust. I hope you print my letter because I hope it will help some other readers who have written into you. I'm 14 and have a 37 inch bust, which is quite large for my age, you may think. So I don't know why girls of 16 or so complain about their 36 to 38 inch busts. Can't they understand nearly every bloke in the world prefer prefers girls with big busts? Just just make the most of yourself because you can't change what you were meant to be. And good advice this is. What does Pat say? Thank you for your letter, the last part of which I endorse wholeheartedly. <laughs> but my theory is that boys, like girls, full stop like no, this doesn't make sense. But my theory is that boys, like girls, full stop, their bus size is really a minor consideration. I don't think that's written correctly. Anyway, but I agree. It would be nice if girls could stop getting hang-ups about their figures because they can spoil their personalities as a result. So, accept the bust you were given with. <laughs> uh, this is... Ah, dear. My boyfriend has quite a large penis and I seem to have a small vagina. We've tried to have intercourse twice now without success. My boyfriend doesn't seem too worried, but I am. I'm not surprised. You see, you see, I have heard that my aunt had to have an operation before she could partake in and enjoy sexual intercourse. I don't know why it's funny that it's her aunt. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. Pat, um... Right, Pat says, many girls are dismayed. <laughs> Sorry, I dismayed me now. Many girls are dismayed when they see an erect penis. It seems to be much larger than that they can that they can take into their vagina. But the truth is that the vagina has very muscular walls, and once a girl learns to relax, these walls will expand to take quite a large penis. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> She's not sparing any details today, is she? Problems occasionally occur when a girl has a particularly tough hymen, <laughs> the membrane which stretches across the entrance to the vagina, and it is sometimes necessary for a doctor perform, to perform a minor operation to rupture it before she can have proper sexual intercourse. But this is very rare, and I think it is more likely that your problem stems from the fact that you aren't relaxed or ready for sexual intercourse. I'm assuming that she's um, intimating that that's the operation that the aunt had. <laughs> Good to know. Pat really got straight down to it there, didn't she? Uh, this one is drinking. I'm worried that I wrote it in this letter. <laughs> uh, my friend and I are both 16 and we drink fairly regularly, especially before we go out for the feel <laughs> go out for the evening, as we find it gives us a nice feeling. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it also helps us if we're not feeling very confident. They're really picking up alcohol. <laughs> Gives me a good feeling. It helps me to be confident. I love alcohol. 
The trouble is, we've heard that it's dangerous to drink when you're underage. Is this so? We don't want to damage our health. We're really worried about being underage. Not about drinking. Uh, Pat, let's see if Pat's sensible about this. Excess drinking will damage anyone's health, and coming to rely on alcohol as a mental and emotional crutch can be equally damaging to your emotional well-being. So my advice is to try and rely on yourselves and your own personalities to get through life, not booze. <laughs> oh, I loved it when we called it booze. I'm going to call it that now all the time. However, the odd drink can be pleasant and relaxing. But the law frowns on young people drinking alcohol below a certain age, partly because children can't be expected to be mature about how much they can drink, partly because there has to be a line drawn somewhere. It does, yes. I'd also like to remind all readers that you aren't allowed to buy or drink alcohol on licensed premises if you're under 18. And if you were caught doing so, not only you, but the person who sold you the alcohol could be in real trouble. Now, Pat's told it to us like it is. <laughs> um, this one is... Right. Question. Can you tell me <laughs> what is meant to happen when a woman has an orgasm? I often get a pleasant feeling when I masturbate, but no fluid comes out of my gym... <laughs> out of my vagina. Why is this? Oh, Pat... Let's wonder, see if Pat gets straight down to it. I expect she will. Both men and women are capable of experiencing a physical climax during lovemaking. The only difference is that a man needs to have a climax before he can make a baby. <laughs> because it's mainly during his climax that he ejects the sperm that are needed in a fluid. <laughs> oh God, Pat's really gone off on that today. Ah, dear. Um, in a fluid called seminal fluid. A woman doesn't need to have an orgasm before she can become pregnant, although nature has built it into the body for the means for her to have an orgasm. A woman's orgasm happens, and incidentally, not every woman has one. <laughs> All right, Pat. <laughs> when she is so sexually aroused that she reaches a pitch of excitement, which sets off a sort of muscular spasm in her vagina. After this, her body gradually settles back to normal. <laughs> but she doesn't produce any fluid during the orgasm, nor is it essential for happy lovemaking or for making a baby that she has an orgasm. I think Pat's covered it well there. Um, this is the last letter. <laughs> it's a bit weird. I've read it a couple of times, so I'm still slightly confused, to be fair. I'm very small for my age. And all the boys I like seem to regard me as a little girl. This is getting me down, as all my friends seem to be going steady with boys. Also, <laughs> also, I'm worried that my height might interfere with my love life later on. I don't know how. How will that interfere with her love life? I don't know. Anyway, I can't wait to know what Pat's going to say. Pat says, sooner or later, all the boys you know are going to realise that some terrific things come in small packages. Your height certainly won't make any difference because a girl is a girl, whether she's five foot two or five foot ten. As for the rest, well, nature will take its course. And if you aren't very well developed yet, I suggest that you make up for it. <laughs> 
by being very mature and feminine in your behaviour until you are. I don't think she was worried about being feminine. I think she was worried about not being tall. <laughs> Pat does go off on a tangent sometimes, doesn't she? Anyway, I hope that helped her. Well, we've come to the end. <laughs> we've come to the end, which is the back cover, which is for Tampax. And it's a girl looking in a mirror, holding her dress up to herself. And the headline is, all of a sudden, you see yourself differently. I don't know if that's because you're wearing tampons or not. <laughs> I don't know why you see yourself differently. It happens. One day you slip comfortably into that dress you've always been too young to wear. You see yourself differently. You're a woman. But there's more to it than that. Then it's just really about <laughs> using Tampax tampons. But yeah, it's be it's about becoming a woman, and therefore you can now choose this lovely adult dress <laughs> that she's holding up against herself. Lovely, good. Well, I hope you enjoyed OK and High magazine um, this week from uh, September the eleventh, nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> I'll see you next time. <laughs>